I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation Podcast. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Q's Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. This is episode 22. Uh, we can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. We got... Um, some news built up we're going to do today, and then we're going to get into the Final Four um, and the championship game in the NCAA tournament. Once again, we've got Ryan with us. What's up, Ryan? Hey, what's going on? And as always, Joe. What's up, Joe? What up, what up? What's going on? Uh, not too much. So um, just a quick note. Um, for some reason, episode 20 did not upload to, to Stitcher, and I don't know... I don't know why. I think it might be there now, actually, but it never. It, it at first it didn't upload, and I don't know what's what's going on with that. But that's the second time that's happened to us. So, um, yeah, it never uploaded. It's still not there. So you can go to Google Play Music for that, and that's actually kind of a, it's, that episode's still relevant somewhat. Um, it's a year-end wrap-up episode, but um, since then we speculated that. Um, Coach Beheim probably was getting an extension. We didn't know for sure. It was actually later that day that the news broke about him getting the extension. This was the day Hopkins, uh, the news broke about Hopkins going to um, Washington. So um, we got Coach signing up for some more years. Um, they are currently looking for an assistant coach right now. I think there's a hunt on for that as we speak. Um, yep. So... Uh, what are your thoughts on on that, Joe? Good, bad, and different? What do you think? Uh, I think it was necessary. Uh, they had the coach in waiting, and as much as we talked about, you know, the uh, the coaches in waiting, and and, and uh, sometimes assistant coaches having to step up and actually like try to be their mentor. Sometimes it's difficult. And Hopkins, he found a good spot, and. Um, I think it was just necessary. I think Beheim wants to leave this program in better standing for the next coach. And uh, obviously he's not done coaching. So that's really my thoughts. I I was glad to hear it because if it was only one more year and then we had to find a replacement for him and Mike Hopkins, then that probably would have been pretty detrimental, especially for recruiting and just coming off of the uh, scholarship sanctions. So, um Overall, it was necessary, and I think Beheim knew that. So that's that's my yeah. thoughts. Uh, I agree. Um, I've I've heard differing opinions. Uh, you and I happen to agree on that, but um, I think it's good. He's still young. I mean, he's got a lot of coaching left. Get this thing back on track. Put the pieces back together, and figure it out, and then hand it off to to a, to another generation of 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 play. We talked about how you can't clone Jim Beheim, it's not going to happen. They tried it in Georgetown, and uh, Junior was fired, or whatever the hell he is, the third, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he got well, canned. You know, stepped down, so it didn't Step, look bad. He, so. he stepped down, season. yeah. Right. Um, yeah, he coached for a long time. He, I mean, he had his shot, but... Yeah, he did coach for a while. It doesn't seem like that long, because his father was there for so long, and he, his father was an icon. You know? Yeah. And they, you just can't recreate... You can't even recreate the image of, of John Thompson. So, I mean... 
you know, his son did a good job for a little bit, but he was handed a, a very intact team to start off with, and it just, over time, it just deteriorated. So, uh, big, big shoes to fill. Yes, we? definitely. That's exactly that's exactly the point, and that's the same. It would be the same thing with with coach. So, um, now let's move on to Leiden. Well, oh, go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. I was just going to say. I mean, as a Syracuse fan, you got to love that, right? I mean, well, you did have the coach in waiting, and Hopkins. He's been there for X amount of years, almost his whole life since he graduated there from from, from school. From '88 to '93, and then. He came back in '96 to coach, so yeah, yeah. right. So I mean, you know, he's not a proven head coach yet. He did have a few games there when Beheim was suspended, but they I mean, were it's rough Syracuse. too. And he got Hall of Famers coming back, signing an extension, and um, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna leave on on his own terms and and uh, not not someone else's. So as you know, yeah, I mean, huge. I like that, but you know, you know the Q's fans, right? I mean, you still live there. They're split on Chip Bayheim, and there's, you know, <clears throat> you get a lot of people that are big time SU fans that can't stand Jim Bayheim. They yeah, think, they, yeah, I mean, there are some out there that that say that you know he should retire, or, you know, and just hand it over and and this and that. But I I, I just think that it's it's better for Syracuse University and whole and and for that program needing stability at this time, losing Hopkins, Beheim is, is the, he's a hall of famer. He's the best choice. I, it's just, oh, absolutely. It's, I, don't, I, I agree. I don't yeah. get any un, unnecessary chatter. Well, no, there, it's it, out there. It, I agree with you though, Ryan. Yeah. And when they come well, they did, there's some people that talked about how, you know, they're trying to bait, you know, Hopkins or Beheim talking about trying to make it seem like Beheim kind of strong-armed his way into getting more years, and that's why Hopkins left, because he knew that Beheim was going to try to get more years. And I don't think that was the case whatsoever. Beheim's never stopped him from interviewing for other jobs or pursuing other jobs. And if there was anything that he ever came across that he liked, like Beheim always had it, like his best personal interest in mind. You know, and he's, he mentioned it a times that he looks at it like it's a father and son type uh, relationship with them. And even in uh, Hopkins' um his uh, press conference for the uh, coach for uh, Was- to be the coach for Washington. Um, he got teary. He he got emotional just talking about Jim Beheim. So oh, yeah, he um, did. I was surprised. As, he as far as together. that goes, I don't think that there was there was any perception there. You know, I think when it comes down to a lot of times in government and family businesses and a lot of of everything, people always say leave it, leave something better off than when when you received it. You know what I mean, and and a lot of times that's that's how it goes. And I think Beheim's old school, and he wants to leave the program in a better situation than a he received it, but b than what it is now because of the NCAA sanctions, and he was partly to blame for that. So I think that's his main motivation. Otherwise, I think he would be content with retiring and letting Hopkins take over next year. But I think he sees past that. Hopkins took a dream job, and now he's got to make sure that. The, the legacy and, and, and the programs kept in good hands and, and he leaves it better than, than what he received and better than what it is now. So. Yeah, exactly. And there, there, I mean, that conspiracies out there. I don't, I, I wouldn't even give it an, a, a, an ounce of thought. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider that. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, he, yeah. he, like he wouldn't do that to Mike Hopkins, first of all, second of all, no. it's just people talking. Um, so let's go, let's move on to uh, Leiden. Uh, he's going to be leaving. We at first we didn't know if he was getting an agent, if he was just testing the waters, but it appears um, that he's getting an agent. So um, that's going to be it, <laughs> right, Joe? I mean, once yeah. you get an agent, uh, I mean, it, that's well, it. yeah, once you get an agent, it's over with. Uh, they changed the rules a couple of years ago. It used to be a lot sooner, but you have ten days till after the combine now to take your name out of the draft. And uh, it gives you a lot of time to communicate and figure out, you know, kind of what, you know, if perception is reality and if, you know, teams really like you as much as they say. Um, and, I, I mean, he did send a tweet out saying, you know, goodbye to the SU Nation and the fans and everything like that. So you can only assume. I still don't think to this date that he's actually signed an agent, but he's pretty much given all, you know, all evidence goes to him signing an agent. He already said goodbye to the fans and stuff. So 
he's pretty much he's pretty much gone. So I, I don't think it's the smartest thing. Um, I don't no, think I, I don't think he's ready. But well, whether he's ready or not, um, uh, like me and Ryan talked about today a little bit off of uh, not on the podcast, but when you have that kind of money, like even Tyler Ennis, if you get yeah. first round, first round is guaranteed guaranteed contract. Like Ryan was telling me earlier, guaranteed money, guaranteed you know, money, guaranteed. three. Three, four, five million that, you know, if you come back and you go to college, you get hurt, you may never see. So if you're going to get drafted in the first round, then definitely I, I, I'm never going to hate the player for going for the money. But when you're on the fringe, I still I think it's smart to go through the process without an agent. Because yes. if you're that good, if you're that good, then you're going to be able to sign an agent after the combine. If you if your stock rises up. You're going to be able to get that same agent that was offering you before you went to the combine. So, there's those guys that you know, you know the Lavar Balls, the the uh, the Tatum's. You know, you got guys you know are going to go. And yeah, if they sign agents, that's fine. But someone like Leiden, who's getting projected anywhere from 18 to 30, I just don't think that's the smartest move for him. That's just my personal opinion. I don't either, but it's the money, and I can't, I can't argue with the guy um, if he's getting money thrown in his face. I think that the NCAA, sh- he is a sophomore, so it's the end of his sophomore year, but the NCAA, sh- the letting the freshmen do this and being one and dones is so aggravating. <laughs> And I, yeah. I, I, I'm biased towards it, but they don't let that happen in football. And you're having, you have a higher, far, far higher likelihood of getting injured in football than you do in basketball. So why they yeah. allow this in basketball so fluently um, after the freshman year is beyond me. I think that needs to be stopped. Um, after this, well, so- I mean, after the sophomore well, year, though, I mean, you, you can't blame the kid. I, just, just how well, I. Well, no, well, Ryan, what do you think? I mean, you were saying earlier, it's guaranteed money when you're in the first round. I mean, he does have a chance to go in there and raise his stock. Look at Richardson last year. You know, everyone was thinking about the same thing about him. He went on a tear, though, you know. He did in in the tournament and at the the end of the year. I mean, that's the big stage, and that's that's where most people see you play at, uh, you know, a high level. Um, Yeah. You know, but they didn't. They didn't get to see Leiden in that. But they they didn't have to. I mean, he did lead the team in rebounds. Um, you know, he he may not have been the highest scorer on the team, but he he wasn't the first second option either. Um, you know, and the thing is, is that he's he's got NBA potential. He's got. Um, I mean, he added twenty pounds of muscle from last year to this year, so he could easily do that in the NBA. It's really all he needs a little bit more muscle. Well, now I mean, the guy job, can hit the open right? jumper just about anywhere. He's proven that. If he's open, he can hit it. You know, he just yeah. didn't force anything at Syracuse. He was a good team player. He did the right things, and he does the little things that no one, um, you know, notices sometimes. And all the rebounding and the putbacks and going to the foul line, being efficient. Um, you know, he's he's most likely a first rounder. I don't know. I I think. I think this rule changed college basketball in more areas than than people may realize. I mean, you got to think about it before before it was all about you know if you if you're putting your name in the draft you're you're gone. You know you can't you can't come back if you put your name in the draft. Now you can put your name in the draft as long as you don't sign an agent and you can at least see where your stock is. But you come back. But now you got all these kids who are trying to decide where they want to go and they're trying to guess. Oh, you know what's what's this guy going to do? Because if if he leaves and his stock rises, you know, now I'm going to hold. I want to go to this team and play for him. You know, I mean, so it's like it just changes the dynamic of recruiting and how things get switched around so quickly. Um, you know, with that said. Uh, I think that it would be smart to put your name in and go test the waters, like what Joe said. See how you do. See where people are going to take you. Richardson ended up staying in and not taking his name out of the draft last year. He didn't sign an agent right away, but he didn't take his name out because he knew that he was going to go projected around where he wanted to go, and that's guaranteed money. So that's that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that off you know piggybacking off what he said. Uh, that that also has a lot to do with the graduate transfer recruiting. Uh, there's recruiting dates as far as everyone else goes, but a lot of those graduate transfers that know they're not going and they can transfer, they're waiting to see who's leaving from what schools, and, and that actually has a little bit to do with it. And um, from what Ryan said too, um, Leiden, 
I think, like we say, he's not ready. I don't think he has the killer instinct to be an all-star in the NBA. I don't think, you know, but where he's projected, he's going to end up probably most likely being a first-round pick with guaranteed money, and he's probably going to be on a playoff team. Like I could see him going late in the first round to, like, the Spurs or something like that, or, like, the Oklahoma City Thunder or something like that where they know that he's going to be able to He's gonna be able to play that kind of. I mean, that's that's kind of what he reminds like Spurs basketball. That's like what he reminds me of. He makes the right play. He can hit the open jumper. He does all the little things. Yeah, is he not the killer instinct to where he's gonna score thirty plus points a game like Andrew White in college? No, he's not. But as far as being able to be a mid starter slash bench player and being able to help out a team in the NBA and still make that money, I think he's he's right there. All right. Well, with that said, um, I guess, you know, let's take a look around ACC at some of the bigger names that will be leaving early. Um, Ryan, you you checked it out. You kind of have an idea of of um, who's doing such things. So, yeah, you know, you know, it's a disappointing year. You got the final four going. If your team isn't in it, it's a little bit more disappointing, but still, still exciting. The season's over. I love looking to see what's going on in the ACC. Um, You know, so uh, the people who who have signed with an agent um, or known to sign with an agent right now. And thank God Florida State was one of the deeper teams in the country this year because they're losing three of them. Uh, who did sign with an agent, Dwayne Bacon, Jonathan Isaac, and Xavier Rathan Mays. Uh, so that's that's three guys from Florida State. Tyler Lydon that we mentioned earlier, and Jason Tatum, quick mentioned by Joe. Uh, he put his name in. He's got an agent himself. Uh, Harry Giles also, even though he didn't really do yeah, much or today, play much. Right? You, you'd uh, love to have Tatum for one more year, though, right? Four points and four rebounds. Well, potential, oh, man. Uh, you know, is this kid was this good coming out of high school, where he had two knee surgeries? Okay, <laughs> three knee surgeries. All right, played very minimal games limited. in college basketball with limited time. I mean, he started to show flashes in the ACC tournament of 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 what he can be. But even Coach K himself said in an interview a month ago that Harry's about a year away from you know, really being what he can be as a basketball player again. And, uh, and then you got him, got him going in the top 15. I mean, the lottery is really the top 12. I mean, that's just outside <laughs> of the lottery for a guy that's averaged less than four points and four rebounds a game. With limited yeah, but he hasn't been able to show his potential. Exactly. It kind of reminds me of like Kyrie Irving. Remember Kyrie Irving? Yeah, that's very true. Got the I mean, he's one of those forward. guys that you, you look as a Duke fan, like he really didn't do much for us, <laughs> but he's a great NBA player. That could be Harry Giles as well. Yeah, I mean, his, his the uh, as Michael Jordan would say, his ceiling is the roof. I mean, you know, it's just the guy's got so much potential. It's It's ridiculous. Uh, and the other guy here that we have on the list that had signed with an agent uh, who came up late in the day, I've been checking, kind of forgotten, Dennis Smith Jr., point guard. Oh, NC uh, State, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's good, too. Uh, are definitely putting their names in, haven't signed. Yeah. Haven't signed with an agent, but they're definitely putting their name in as you got another NC State and Omar Yurtsevin. Oh yeah, freshman, I believe, and this kid seven he's footer, going yeah, test the waters. And uh, bad news for Louisville, but you got Dang Adele, Daryl Johnson, and Donovan Mitchell all wanting Ooh. to go and test the waters for that. So that'll be a big, big hit there I for Portino. And just to throw out there, there's some notables. Um, real quick, off Duke, you got three of them: Grace Allen, Luke Kennard, and Marquise Bolden. He's almost kind of the same story as Harry Giles. Didn't really play a whole lot. Got in foul trouble easily. Um, didn't do a whole lot. He got proof. Um, you know, hopefully he they put stays. their names in the draft. Uh, no, these are notables who haven't decided yet. Oh, okay. They haven't decided what what they've done. And 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 one guy on this list. Well, the two other I have is here is is uh, Joel Barry and and Justin Jackson out of North Carolina. We're not both juniors still in the tournament. Uh, but they could leave early. I could see Justin Jackson definitely leaving early and going. Yeah, oh, almost yeah. left early last year. 
Yeah, he's he's a first rounder guaranteed, and another guy is Collins from Wake Forest. I thought that this guy would definitely be a first rounder. He hasn't put his name even in into uh, the the NBA draft board yet. Um, so you know, waiting on on those guys there to see what they do and, and decide it will be a game. Well, change. I tell you what, if Collins team. comes back to Wake Forest, they're going to be a solid, solid team like next year, without a doubt. Absolutely. All right. Well. Um, some big names in that group for sure. There is, yeah. A Tatum. Now, if I had Tatum, you see that would that one would pull my chain. I'd be like, damn it. He's. I mean, he's a freshman, right? Uh, well, it's it's not. Yeah, he is a freshman, but I mean, you know, as I am a Duke fan, it's not more of a damn it. It was more of I knew it. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you knew this. He's. Awesome. I knew that he was a one and done. When well, he we talked about that mid season, right? Um, you know, yeah. So it's. He, mid-season, I had a talk with Joe, and I told him honestly who I thought, and I go, really, the only one on the team that, you know, is underclassmen uh, that really is is, is is a lottery pick that could lead Good enough early. now. Yes, good enough now is Jason Tatum. And yep. you know, he's, he's proved it. And, again, he missed the first 10 games in the season with a victory, <laughs> yeah. too. I mean, this is ridiculous. All three of our hyped freshmen, um, you know, were all, all injured. But, um, you know, he, he definitely has a talent. Tatum's going to be top five pick, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's definitely good enough. Um, all right, uh, any final thoughts wrapping this up before we get into um, some tourney talk? Uh, well, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some other uh, SU athletics, um, some notables. Um, number one, uh, SU women's team. They, uh, they won the first round in the NCAA tournament, and uh, as an eight seed, they actually had to play uh, UConn as a rematch to the uh, national championship <laughs> last year and um, the second round. And it was actually in stores, Connecticut, so that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, we lost by, like, 30. Uh, so we lost yeah. some good players. I mean, Brittany Sykes and uh, Alexis Peterson were both really, really good record-breaking players. Um, so that was kind of, you know disheartening but we got a bad draw on that um SU football started spring practice um i know sometimes in syracuse it's not so easy to get pumped up about football but uh we have a very very difficult schedule next year um but we do return a lot of players um a lot of young inexperienced or younger players that got experience last year um so uh april uh 22nd is the um spring football game they call it the spring showcase they do uh pictures and autographs and kind of the fan thing first and then they go out and play the game so um keep an eye on that you'll probably be able to watch it on uh espn3 or watch espn and um syracuse lacrosse right now actually is six and one they uh, are currently number four in the nation uh, they won their first game 19 to 6 against siena and since then they have six straight one goal games and they won five. They lost one. It was to Army at home. Um, but they're currently on a four-game winning streak. They're number four, and they're playing, actually, uh, number one Notre Dame uh, this weekend, Saturday at noon on ESPNU. So anybody that's interested in that, you can check that out. Yeah, that's and, on um, ESPN? ESPNU. ESPNU, okay, okay. Yep, noon on Saturday. Um so, yeah, that's just a, a couple little notables of some other uh, SU athletics going on. But, uh, we'll, um, we'll probably hit up the lacrosse thing for a little bit here and there. After this episode, um, they won't be every week, obviously, as stories build. We'll, we'll um, put together an episode. We'll, do, we'll talk some football recruiting or whatever's going on there. And just as, as stuff comes up, we'll do it. So uh, we're not going anywhere, but... Um, you know, Joe mentioned he wanted to hit up on some lacrosse stuff too going forward. Um, as you know, they're six and one, and they're they're ranked fourth in the nation, and that's kind of a big deal in Syracuse. So um, we're going to dedicate some time to that. Um, so it's cool, it's cool because it, we originally this was just going to be basketball, and then we were like the Facebook page started gathering people, and um, the podcast did really good for our first year. It exceeded my expectations, so I said, well, what the hell? Why not just keep it rolling? As it comes, we do it. So, No, yeah, and lacrosse is, I mean, people in Syracuse like lacrosse. It's lacrosse hotbed, and, and uh, it's probably one of our more um, prominent, 
you know, teams as far as that goes. I mean, some ACC teams and SEC teams, baseball is their number three. We have lacrosse. And, you know, just, I mean, we have uh, in the ACC right now, all five teams are ranked in the top 20, and we've already beaten Virginia, and we just beat Duke last weekend uh, in overtime by one goal. So uh, we're right there right now. So, yeah. You know, um, only two ACC games down so far, so the, it, you know that's just started up. Um, all right, who's ready for some tournament stuff? You ready? We're gonna no. do this Final Four or what? Um, hey, I didn't know this. Oh, you, you crazy got, Final Four! Oh, the the games the games were great this those two days, weren't they? Oh my gosh, I thought they were great. No, the last yeah. The last, the, the last uh, round of games. Sixteen elite eight games were great. I watched Wisconsin, yeah. Florida. That was great. So, yeah. there's um, a lot of good, good games. Yeah. Kentucky, UNC. The the Kentucky UNC game was awesome. I mean, I was, yep. I didn't. It just in my gut, I wanted UNC to lose, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> did you see? Did you see um, Christian Leitner's tweet? No, that's no. Uh, he, he was well. No, no. He was welcoming May to the to the uh, to the club of beating Kentucky on a last second shot. Yeah, to make it to the Final Four and wearing yep. a number thirty two. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it enraged it enraged Kentucky fans, and um, everybody loves poking the Kentucky fans, which is fantastic. They go and destroy. <laughs> they go at, They go and destroy their school. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you some kind of idiot? I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, your parents are paying for your... living now, Sean. <laughs> Jeez, I'm crow. Snowflakes. No, shit doesn't happen your way. Oh, yeah, my exactly. gosh. Unbelievable. Here comes, the, here comes the blizzard. So you destroy your school. Why don't you go and destroy someone else's school? Is that how it's supposed to go? That's, that's kind of how all the arguments have gone, right? Yeah, exactly. We exactly. get pissed, so we just wreck a bunch of stuff that... Yeah, in your in your it's own not necessary, at you your know, own like, home, it's like me getting pissed at my kids and destroying my house. You know, right. what I mean, what the you got to wake up tomorrow and pick it up. <laughs> I mean, jeez, I'm crow. Help, oh, tuition's going they, up. They Why? are bitter. They're happy all year long, and then at the last second, just like two years ago, when they were, you know, what were they, thirty-eight and zero or thirty-nine and zero, something or stupid, yeah, it was it. And everyone, uh, you know, came out with those shirts of, you know, 38 and one. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, yeah it's, it's championship or bust. Or else we're going to have this shit <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. geez, you can't just celebrate your <laughs> season. I mean, come on, be happy. You made it to the Elite Eight. I mean, geez. Oh, Elite Eight, come on. Kentucky fans are. are <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they get their, their, they're just lucky enough to have their team stacked every year. So, I mean, Should talk about spoiled year. brats. You know, yeah. Um, I didn't know this. Maybe you guys did. Did you know the N- the NIT tournament used to take precedence over the uh, over the NCAA tournament? Oh yeah. It Until was, the 70s. Yeah. So this is like I've always hated the NCAA. I I never have anything nice to say about them because I just can't I just can't stand them. I really can't. I mean, g- Google Brian Bosworth <laughs> NCAA and uh, check out his story if you don't know it. Um, well, he's got a thirty for thirty. That's pretty interesting. So, yeah, yeah, he does. Um, yeah, and he wore what is it? Uh, um, the shirt he wore. No, I mean he tried marketing himself, and NCA yeah. was all over that. So, yeah, it was I all mean, what they did. They God forbid you use your name to make some money. Yeah, exactly. Um, he wore some communist shirt, National Communists Against Athletes. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, when it was reported today that every SU basketball player makes a million dollars a year for the school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will be an episode because I have a plan. These kids should be able to should be able to sign their own eight by tens and jerseys and start their absolutely. and start their own yeah, damn absolutely. eBay page and make some freaking money. That is they should so be able to market themselves stupid. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's coming. I, I do I honestly I, I truly believe that, that will be that will be coming in the future, but you are hundred percent correct. They should be able to mark. They should be able to start an eBay account and sell their stuff. Look, it's a free market. If they suck, they're not going to be selling stuff. If they're great, they're going to be selling stuff. It's some of these kids come from 
extremely poor areas. They have their school yeah. they have their school paid for, while other other people are having mommy pay for everything, and or have a scholarship and have you know an account. While some of these other yeah. kids' parents they can't afford to put money in an account for them every week to go out and party and stuff. So that's why you get this stuff. That's why you get the the they want to call it corruption. I call it freaking freedom. You know, you, you should be able to market yourself. It's so absurd. Well, what is what is your worth? You know, exactly. I mean, well, that would determine. Everyone it. sits there and says, "Oh, well, you're getting a free education." Well, <laughs> but what is your worth? If your worth is given the the actual like institute, like more money than the actual scholarship, you know, I mean, come on, a million dollars a player. Men going to the we got come men on. going to the bathroom and women's bathrooms and women going to the bathroom and men's bathrooms. Yeah, they but they. These they people, yeah, they care about that. That and you selling your name? autograph. <laughs> That's stupid. The yeah. NCAA has got their Outrageous. own head so far up their own ass. Yeah, Come yeah, they're, they're they're afraid to change. They won't change. Well, the here, times are changing. You got to evolve around it. You gotta you gotta allow that. And it's all it's like they own them. It's like, do they really own them? Is there somewhere in the contract? Do they sign a contract saying that the NCAA owns these kids? Because they, that's the thing. No. <laughs> Come on. And it's just it's another just way. The rules. It's, 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 it's the same. It's the same thing as the social programs. It's fuck social slavery. Yeah. Well, listen. No, and, it, take, and it's take, somewhat they is. They take advantage of the kids. Yeah. They these some of these kids. Profit. Some of these kids can't afford to go out with their friends and hang out, and you know they're just supposed to sit. You know because they play sports and they get a free ride. They just got to sit around and 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 you know that sucks. Well, they can't get the a job. Part about it is it's it's other people's money. It's other people's money. It's not even NCAA's money. It's boosters' money. It's uh, fans' money. It's people spending money on their merchandise on that person's name. It's not even like the NCAA is losing money. No, That's all they point. do is gain money. They they don't even have right. they don't even have a hard investment. I mean, well, listen, they the NIT took presidents presidents over the NCAA until the seventies. When well, the, there used to be the, a time where teams had the choice. Well, this is what happened. When the NCAA barred teams for playing in other postseason tournaments. So what they did, if you were going to play in the NIT, you weren't going to play in the NCAA. That was their rule. because You either play with us or you don't play at all. And then they, dec- they would decline the invitation to what they dubbed back then even as March Madness. Well, then in 2005, they destroyed the NIT, basically. They, they made that second rate. By, by implementing those types of rules. And then in 2005, what's the NCAA do? They, they bought it. <laughs> so now they own them yeah. both. It's so <laughs> absurd. I can't stand them. Well. I can't stand them. All right, let's go. So we have <laughs> our first, sorry. Uh, I've gotten into that conversation with Ryan before. I've ranted on that. I can't stand the NCAA. Anyway. Um, the garbage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first game. Uh, first team out of the East region, South Carolina, um, who it has the most impressive resume out of the four as far as their wins. Marquette yeah. beating Marquette a 10 seed, uh, Duke a two seed, Baylor a three seed, and Florida a four seed. So they got a two, three, and a four. And they'll be playing uh, the one seed, Gonzaga, out of the West region. Uh, their wins consist of a 16 seed in South Dakota State, uh, Northwestern an 8 seed, West Virginia a 4 seed, and Xavier 11 seed. Um, so this is our first matchup. Joe, I'm going to give this one to you first. Uh, what do you? Well, let me preface this whole thing. Um, we we only got 25% of the final four. So, uh, <laughs> in fact, thank I'm, you, North Carolina. Yeah, I told you to pick the opposite of what we did. Yeah, well. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's. Well, all- I feel like we did all right in the first couple rounds, but after that, the first round was pretty good. After that, well, it was mediocre. It just got worse as it went on. So, yeah. all right, <laughs> all right, Joe, go ahead. Well, I uh, I traveled a lot these last two weeks, so it was difficult to see a lot of the games. Um, South Carolina. It seems to me that this year, uh, awesome. The offense. <laughs> The hell's the so offense. funny, Ryan? <laughs> go go ahead, Joe. I was just going to say the offense. Um, the offenses and the teams are really just not that great. Uh, 
a lot of times when you have a lack of a lot of really good offensive teams, the defensive teams kind of shine. And I think that's what we saw in this tournament. Um, South Carolina's defense, as we the Syracuse fans know, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, they've sh- fans yeah. know too. They've they've and, shown and it throughout Duke the whole tournament. Notes, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and Florida fans. So they beat they beaten a two, three, and four, and um, it's been very very impressive. Gonzaga's had some close ones. I mean, there was a couple questionable calls in the North Northwestern game. I still think if West Virginia actually. Um, Actually, had better offense. They probably should have or would have won that game. Um, realistically, to me, I think that um, South Carolina has a defense to stay in this game. But the big thing with me is that South Carolina has actually also shown their offense. They, um, off of beating us and, and everything and going into the uh, SEC play, South Carolina was really, they were up. I don't even know how high they up their rank, but I know they were up in the top 10. And they kind of hit a lull in offense during the. Uh, Conference season, lost a couple games, but uh, they recovered. And the way that they're playing, um, I know Gonzaga's got some some big guys and, and they got a lot of graduate transfers and stuff, but something tells me that I, I got South Carolina. Something about oh, them. Okay. I, I, they didn't make it last year. They felt they got snubbed. They're hungry. They have a very experienced uh, veteran team that plays really good defense and their offense is clicking. Um, I don't see any reason why after beating the teams they've beaten that they can't go and beat Gonzaga and Phoenix. Excellent. Um, Ryan, what do you got, buddy? Well, that's a game that South Carolina can definitely win. Like you said, they beat a lot of good teams in the tournament. You're going to face those type of teams as a seven seed. And as Gonzaga, you may say, they didn't play as good as teams. Well, I mean, you know, they were the one seed. They're going to get a favorable matchup here or there in, in the tournament. They did have closer games. West Virginia is no joke. They're a good no. team. They yeah. could have won that game, too. I mean, there were chances there. You well, know, Gonzaga, it's, it's just... Is is Gonzaga gonna make the outside shots or not? I, I really, I really think that's what it's gonna come down to. You gotta look at this team; they're experienced too. They're just as experienced, if not older, than South Carolina's, right? But not and playing you together. Talk about, well, I mean, they're they're a hungry team. This is their first Final Four. Both of these yep. two teams, it's their first Final Four. So, so one of them is gonna make their first championship game. Yeah, You know, Gonzaga, it really, I mean, I don't care. I've been saying it all year. I don't care if they're major or not. It doesn't matter if they have a little bit of a weaker schedule. They played a good non-conference schedule. This team is good. This team is good inside and out. If I were to take it, pick it, I would take Gonzaga. Wow. No, and we talked about this too, Ryan. Gonzaga, they definitely have a D1, a top-tier D1. We talked about it. They should be in Pac-12. They should be in. It, the problem is, like we talked about, is they don't have a football team, which right. kind of keeps them out of that. But even yeah, though, like you say that, they've been a solid, solid team for a long time. They have Karnowski, who's definitely an NBA player. He finished with both hands. He can pass. He's, as long as he stays out of foul yeah. trouble, then they're well, a dangerous team. They got another seven-footer that comes in. They, even if they he gets do, in foul trouble, he, they got another seven-footer. But he doesn't he, have the same talent as Karnowski, can, and you know right just as well there. as me. He can score around the rim. He's a seven-footer that can score around the rim and protect the rim. Not as good as Karnowski. But you both, and we talked about this, and we both know that the only reason Syracuse beat Gonzaga last year is because Karnowski was hurt. So Yeah, that is very that's, true. But so South that's, Carolina's got a freshman point guard in Felder. I mean, who are you going to take as experience-wise like you have for Gonzaga? Okay. They well, you got to stop. You got to stop in, Goss. You got to stop Williams Goss. Well, Nigel Williams Goss is, I believe, he's a fifth-year senior, almost kind of like. Yeah, he's uh, a graduate transfer from Washington. He's a graduate transfer. There you go. So, I mean, this guy's shooting about ninety percent, eighty-eight percent free throw shooting. Yeah. Right. And Jordan so Matthews line, is a graduate he's, transfer he's, from he's California. Gonna, he's going to so. put him down, and he's and I'm telling you, this team, they're they're good good basketball team. It's going to be a great game. I truly believe it's going to be a really good game. It it will be. I'm not saying South Carolina can't win. If Gonzaga's not making their shot, South Carolina's defense alone is going to keep them in the game. Gonzaga's got to make shots. But I just think that they are. I think that they're going to be able to do that. I think that they're going to be able to work it inside and out. That's what you want. That's what you want as a team, as a shooter, is that good open look with a big guy who can see over the defense and pass and Kronowski, which he does. They're just they they just they have to have a bad shooting night, bad shooting night for them to lose this game. I truly believe it. 
Well, if, if you're going to have a bad shooting night, it's going to be against South Carolina. Or they stop South Carolina's offense because, like we talked about, South Carolina is playing better offense yeah, than they, they have are. pretty much they all are. year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the, the, the tiebreaker goes to me. I picked South Carolina to beat Baylor. I didn't think they were, you know, going to go much further than that, um, let alone the championship game. But I got to say, man, I mean, they just look good. And they, they even they came back, too. They came back. Yeah, they I mean, they had a good came defense, back. But yeah, but you have to understand, too, Sean, that that's the third. Of- 83, the Arkansas in a loss. They lit up 90 points to Alabama in a loss. I yeah. mean, you know, it's there. It's 85 to Kentucky, which is actually pretty good. I think about it, I guess, you know. But, yeah. you know, I mean, that was the, you know, that was a little bit of a spell that they went through. They went through a Kentucky. little bit of a. Yeah, I mean they're they're hot. They they're hot. They're playing good right now. But I don't know if you've seen Gonzaga play. I like the way. Yeah, that I've they seen. Play. Well, well, look. All right, here's how. All right, hold on. This is how I'm going to call this one. Okay. I thought West Virginia was hot. I thought um, Duke was hot. I thought a number of teams I thought were hot. Um, I'm just trying to look through here. Arizona. I mean, all these teams. I mean, it that is this is going to be an excellent game. Um, I, I, I still, I'm going to take, I'm going to take as a tiebreaker. I'm, I'm going to take South Carolina. Uh, I, I, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, you, that was the third time this year that they've actually played Florida and it was split one to one. So, I mean, it was a, li- yep. it was a like opponent. They played each other. They knew yeah. it wasn't like a, a normal tournament game in South Carolina. doesn't really know. I mean, they haven't played Gonzaga, so. I mean, I, I, I see it being a very good game, but something about the way that this team's been playing as far as offensively. Defensively, they've been there, but offensively, I just something about South Carolina. All right, so our second game, um, out of the Midwest, three-seed Oregon. Um, they beat a 14-seed in Iona, an 11-seed Rhode Island, Michigan, a 7-seed in Kansas, the one-seed. They face the other one-seed. Um, in North Carolina, they beat Texas Southern, a, a 16 seed. Arkansas, 8 seed. Butler, a 4 seed. And Kentucky, we just talked about that game, a 2 seed. So, Oregon, North Carolina. Uh, Ryan, your turn to go first. How do you see it? I see this game being close as well. I mean, both of these matchups are, are, are good. They're both going to be good games. I truly believe that. But with that said, um, I got to go with the experience. I got to go with the experience and in North Carolina. I think I'm going to take them to to win this game. Um, I I just I just think that they're the best team. I do, I do. Hurts me to say it, I tell you, but um, it's the truth. Uh, I'm going to so take. Stupid? I'm going to take North Carolina. Why are you so stupid? Oregon. All right, Joe. Well, uh, this this is going to be again like what Ryan said. I think it's going to be a really good game. Oregon's got some some really really good players. Uh, I I personally had I only filled out one bracket and I had Rhode Island beating uh, them in the second round, and that was basically based off of their um, injury with uh, Chris Boucher, and that's kind of like getting into territory you really don't know. You don't know how a team's going to play without a player, and They've had, I mean, Bell down low. Joey Dorsey has shot the lights out in this tournament. And uh, Dylan Brooks is as clutch as you can get as far as a player. Um, both teams have played really, really good good teams. I mean, Oregon beating Rhode Island. Uh, Rhode Island was, was on a roll. Michigan was on a roll. They won the Big Ten tournament, and they, they beat Louisville. So, And then Kansas is you know, said to be one of the better teams in the tournament. So as far as Oregon goes, I think everyone knew they had the talent, but I don't know if people knew how to fill out the bracket with their injury. Um, as far as UNC goes, beating Arkansas, then that was a very close game in the second round. Arkansas, obviously the SEC has proven to be a stronger league in the tournament than what people probably thought. Um, Butler's always tough and beating Kentucky with the players they had, it wasn't easy. Um, but with that said, 
I've been saying all year that I thought the ACC was the best conference in in the league or in the nation. And um, granted, our teams in the ACC didn't really perform the way that they did last year, but we still have one team in there. And I've been saying I thought they were the best team in the nation all year, and I'm gonna have to stick with that. Although. If Oregon keeps it close, you never know with Dylan Brooks. Um, I think that both games are going to be great, and I I, I got to go with UNC on this one. I watched one Oregon game all year, and it was that game against um, Kansas. And uh, I love that 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 Jordan Bell. Yeah, yeah. He, Jordan Bell's he's great. The anchor that, he's that the anchor of that team, but how is he going to? He's the guy stepping up. How is he going to be able to defend all the bigs in North Carolina? Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying to. they can. I'm just saying it's March and we've seen enough of that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. So I just say yeah, but I you like know what though? Those, like those guards they d up enough. Uh, Pinson's going to be on Dorsey or Brooks, and um, Justin Jackson probably on the other one. And I don't think they don't get me wrong. Bell can jump out of the damn gym, but you can when you're throwing. Hicks and Meeks and and May at them. I know. Like, I know. But I don't think. I just. I don't think that they have the depth. And that's where Chris Boucher. Honestly, like this is. I think this is where probably yep. that injury and that depth probably hurts them more than anything. Probably this game. All right. Oregon was looking like a one seed almost the whole year with him. Oh yeah, they were. You got to remember Without that injury. I mean, they probably would have won I mean, the you got, championship. <laughs> oh, I mean, they lost to Arizona by three. By right, and Arizona okay. is a solid team. They are. Right, so, so. Well, I mean, March March happens, you know. Exactly, yeah. that's my point. I just thought I'd point that out. I just like that guy. I like his attitude. I think he's a class act, and I, I, I just like that, and and especially young athletes, man. Uh, so, championship game. Seven. Th- this is lopsided. Uh, yeah. Seven seed South Carolina versus the one seed UNC. Joe, I can't believe you guys put the Carolinas in there. That should be Gonzaga. I think that's a cool. That's a cool um, matchup. But Carolina, it, maybe it should be Gonzaga. But I mean, you've gotten plenty of these wrong. So yeah, well, that's, yeah that's true. true. <laughs> that's, that's true. Just notably, though, I want Gonzaga to win it all. But well, notably, I think UNC wins. Regard, I think the winner of UNC Oregon wins wins it. That's me personally. I don't think it matters who wins between South Carolina and Gonzaga. Um, I mean, think about all the good years that Gonzaga's had. And this is their first Final Four. And you think they're going to win the championship? I mean... I would just like to see it. I would love to see it. Especially if that beat North Carolina in the national title. Go for a mid-major. If it's going to be a mid-major, it's going to be Gonzaga for the first time. I would have loved to have seen Butler win the national championship, but it didn't happen. (laughs) <laughs> but it didn't happen. So, realistically, I just think no matter what, I mean, like I said, all year, I think that UNC is the best team. I think Justin Jackson coming, he's taking taking his name out of the draft last year, pretty much solidified what uh, what UNC was going to be. Just having Barry and Jackson, Hicks and Meeks, and some of the freshmen that had come in, I just and, and on top of that, you lose to a Villanova in the national championship. Like those those guys are hungry. You know, is it, sometimes you you want yeah. you quest you question how good that good of a team can be as far as being hungry and wanting something. But losing like that the way they did last year, I mean, yeah, they lost Bryce Johnson. Yeah, they lost uh, the point guard. Um, help Marcus me out, right? Marcus Page, but. Uh, at the end of the day, they have enough coming back, and they're still a dominant team. And I don't think that there's – I mean, the Gonzaga, they picked up a couple of graduate transfers just to pick up the pieces. And I think – I just don't think that that's going to be the winning combination. And at the end of the day, in Oregon or UNC looks like the winning combination to a national championship this year. So, no, yeah. no matter how good the Gonzaga-South Carolina game is, I think no matter who wins between Oregon and UNC, I think that team's going to win the national championship. Yeah, I think North Carolina is probably gonna take it all. I really do. So it's North. I really UNC. do, but I'm I'm just saying. I I just I want I want Gonzaga. I just no. think North Carolina. Well, if you're right, Ryan, then you can smile about it. 
<laughs> I mean, you, you could text us. You could send us a group text with a little. That's all you get. I wasn't <laughs> throwing it out there as a bet or anything. I well, just, I mean, I was just saying. I just, I wouldn't mind seeing them. I wouldn't win. mind seeing them either. I wouldn't mind seeing South Carolina win. I don't think it's going to happen. But how funny would that be? How awesome would that? No, be? I tell you what. If UNC doesn't, that's the team I want to see win. And uh, I mean, as a Duke fan and an SU fan, I think that's what it would be. But I think this year. The way they talked about the ACC and then how they didn't show up in the tournament, I think it's just, I want to see UNC. I've been saying yeah. all year, Sean, and you know this. I've been saying all year I think UNC is the best team. And, yeah. yeah, we didn't show up for the tournament, and people were talking about us having the best conference all year. And then we didn't show up, so now people are questioning it. And I think by UNC taking the title, I think that kind of solidifies the fact that, yeah, we beat the hell out of each other this year, every single team. And this team was just better than everybody else. Yeah. And it still solidifies the fact that the ACC is on top. All right. Well, any that's just my point. No, I get it. You and have very been rarely, saying that. You're on record. Your football you're... and basketball championships coincide. So Clemson won ACC national championship. So now UNC wins an ACC sweeps basketball and football national championships. So and, I think and... at this point, that's all we really can root for, right? Yeah, I guess. I find it well, very I mean, hard if, to root for If you hate the team that bad, then that's fine. But I don't hate them. I don't. I I actually don't hate them. I just you know, I want to see. I want to see an upset would be great because I mean why not? Just for me, I get just it. for the sake it, of entertainment purposes. I mean, I would love I get to see it, an but upset. I, res- I respect greatness though. As much as I would like to, a Duke fan or a North Carolina fan to respect Jim Beheim. Is the same way that I respect Coach K, Roy Williams, and Beck. You know, when we play, you know, screw it. We're better than you. I want to win. But when it comes down to it, respect is earned. And I think that those coaches and those teams have earned respect. And um, at the end of the day, they represent our, our league, our conference. And I don't know why. Like I said, I know it's a little bit tougher for Duke fans, but... <laughs> you know, as far as Syracuse fans, we really don't have a rivalry no, with North Carolina right. like you're that. Right. And I respect exactly. that. I respect that school, and they are representing our conference. So that's kind of the way that I play everything right. in every sport. Well, it's okay. not that I've looked too much into it, but North Carolina and Duke both have five national titles. Duke tied them in 2015 when they won it. Um, so it's just I'm kind of. You know, that so it would push them ahead. North, it would push them ahead by one. You know, and you know, it, it's just weird because I feel like every time North Carolina wins the next title, then Duke comes back and wins one year or two later, or vice versa. <laughs> after it. feels like it's been going on like that for quite some time. But if that's what it takes for Coach K to get number six, let's do it. I don't care. But well, they're the better. Well, they're the better team. Would I love seeing upset? Sure. Okay, Ryan. Sure. This, this, I don't need a ton of analysis on this. It's just a question I'm going to throw at you because you wanted Gonzaga so bad. Um, does Gonzaga beat UNC? Dead air. They have, they, I truly believe that they have a a shot. I really do. You sit there and laugh, Joe. Ryan loves Gonzaga. I I just, they're they're good. They are good. They're Uh. a good team. They, uh, <laughs> the they team put together like SU, but with the senior. Oh well, come man. on. Yeah, Mark Few knows what he's doing. <sighs> yeah, Mark Tip a few. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Say what you will. They're they're in the final four. You know. I mean, you just gotta watch. I guess tune in and watch and see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. I. I I don't know. I don't well, overall, I think it's going to be a great Final Four. I think the Final Four in the championship game is going to make up for all the lack of uh, suspense in the first and second round of this tournament. Because yeah. last yeah. year, that's all it was full of. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, Sweet 16 Elite Eight games made up for it a little bit. But I think that I think that this year, the Final Four in, in championship game is going to make up for that. So. All right. Um, anything else? You- Anybody nope. got anything? Oh, no, I mean, man. I said no buzzer beaters last time when you said that. And, of course, we get a buzzer beater not only one, but <laughs> two in, in, the, in same the same game. game. Get out of here, Wisconsin. So that, that was funny. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Uh, I, definitely I, thought, better game. I thought about you when that happened, too. Um, all right, so Joe and I will be back. Uh, Ryan might join for some episodes later. Uh, you're not going to wait a year to come back, right, Ryan? 
You want to do some well, football maybe down the road? A little something here, a little something know there. Nothing about Syracuse football. Well, we're gonna no, do. We're gonna cover ACC. That. We're gonna cover ACC football. So oh, we are, since, we'll since you're a Miami and Duke football fan. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, how many more teams figure... can you pick? <laughs> um, I don't yeah, care. Right? I like Duke anything. I don't care if it's Duke bocce ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, That's a club sport, bro. So, so. <laughs> We'll be back. Joe and I will be back as as new news builds. Joe and I will be back. Um, remember to go to the Facebook page if you haven't already. Facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. Um, you know, like, share, subscribe, share the page, get on the Facebook page and uh, help us out. We appreciate everything. So until next time, for Ryan and Joe, I'm Sean. Cuse Nation, we're out. You just heard the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.